Toku Secrets is a podcast run by the Anime Secrets website. Check us out at AnimeSecrets.org for more anime, video game, tokusatsu content. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts today. Hey everybody, it's Jason from Orange Time Force, and you're watching Toku Secrets Podcast. Tokusatsu, taking the form of many shows including Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Metal Heroes. And today, a group of fans come together to review it for you as Toku Secrets. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Toku Secrets Podcast, presented by AMSSecrets.org. I'm your host, Nathan Desaw, also known as Boken Silver. Patrick Island here, Shinkin Red. Hey, I'm Rizwan Merton, and I'm Gokai Red. Anthony Davis, Kill You Green. And uh, today we are uh, doing uh, uh, King Oger episodes 22 through 26, which is actually a really big deal uh, since this is um, kind of a big deal. It w- it's already pretty much out there, but uh, we'll go into why this is the point where we're stopping. Um, before we uh, start off, though, there's uh, two things that uh, we briefly want to bring to people's attention of the Toku community. So... Uh, for starters, um, and we're not going to spend so much time on this, uh, we just want to make a comment. Uh, recently, uh, Junya Ikeda, who played uh, Guy Ikari on Gokaiger, made a huge announcement on Twitter that he's been dealing with depression and uh, you know a lot of mental health issues. I'm on X slash Twitter, and um, you know, he, it's been a huge problem and we just want to say that we on the Tokyo Secrets podcast as, as well as like everybody in the Tokyo community wants to make it clear that we stand with him. We hope that he gets better and we want to say to our favorite Silver Ranger slash Super Sentai fanboy, we love you. We stand with you and mm-hmm. you have a lot to live for. It's, uh, you have a lot to live for. We love you, man. You have a lot to live for, and let's make it stoic, goddammit. Yep. <laughs> and I know the I know the Twitter community has been flooding in with love. So yeah. He's been thinking he's thanking thanking people too for for, for love and, and generosity too. Yeah, he, he's reading them. He's actively yeah. like acknowledged and replied to some of them, so he knows. Yeah. Now, one thing I want to say tangentially related to what Nate just talked about, and that is our Toku community's backlash against the Cosmic Fury production staff and actors. Oh, yeah. That stuff needs to stop. All right. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Y'all, y'all can't be going after a Hunter Dino for being a Red Ranger and all this stuff. Like, I, I understand all the issues that are coming out of it, but see, it's not the one you got to blame. See, it's not the one you're angry with. You're mad with the production staff for making a change that thematically has in the past always screwed over red, black, okay, no, black, red rangers. That's true. I, I, I get, yeah. I get why this is a thing, but your anger is not with Hunter. Your anger is not with Simon Bennett. Well, a little bit with Simon Bennett because he is a showrunner, <laughs> but it's, you shouldn't be attacking these people. For doing something like this, like yep. yeah, they're still breaking some really big ground here. Bringing a full-time female red, this has never happened full-time. We've had you know, Lauren and Samurai. We had Starly and SPD from the A team, but we've never had anyone who was like on the credits, the Red Ranger for a season. Yep, and. Honestly, all the people out there who are saying Cosmic Fury already sucks, you can't say that for another, like, 17 days. So hold your horses, and after you've mm-hmm. watched the 10 episodes on Netflix, then you can go harping on about how much you don't like it. Because, honestly, everything I've seen, and I'm not going to talk about Cosmic Fury all that much right now, but all the promotional stuff I've seen, like the trailers, the behind-the-scenes photos, the... Everything I've seen so far, to me, this is looking like a grade A amazing Ranger series. Yep. I'm not going to say it's one of the best because we all know that's in space, but <laughs> exactly, it's looking pretty dang good. Like it might break into S tier if it is as good as I think it is. Yep. And that's just looking at the uh, the 
transformation sequence that's looking at what the story looks like it might be bringing back heckle of all people like who saw that coming before Illumin illuminati nerd or whatever the website's called did their big thing where they spoiled that for the entire community by saying oh yeah by the way he's coming back like that is amazing stuff we're doing here and bring back david yost as a full-time returning recurring character yeah that's insane also yeah, insane yeah. um like these guys are pulling out all the stops in the way in the best way they can to give us a really good season and a really good send-off in case this is the last time we get this continuity of rangers before the reboot happens right. yep. so y'all need to get off your high horses here for a minute and just be thankful that we had somebody like Simon Bennett running Beast Morphers, Dino Fury, and now Cosmic Fury. I think he was a little bit involved in this deal, but he gets a pass for that. <laughs> yeah. Because it sucked. I'm sorry. I will never defend Ninja Steel. <laughs> no, Ninja Steel was one of the worst things I've ever seen in yeah. any Toku. Like, uh, <sighs> it's not, it's not Don bad. But it's pretty damn bad. But yeah, we that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> we just um, yeah we we say all that to make it clear that you know we you know we support people who deal with mental health issues and we don't want those issues to become a problem with the cosmic fury people as well. Yeah, I don't mm -hmm. want this to turn into a thing where you know five years down the line, Hunter Dino is admitting on Twitter that it took a big mental health toll yeah. on her that's the and, last thing i want to see yeah we don't want that and we stand with you uh junior ikida i know you're yeah. probably not but we do stand with you <laughs> yeah we stand my stance is i stand with all of the actors and writers of anything i'm creatively and uh, a fan of yep so we love you we support you we're here for you and one other thing there's not much to really talk about yet uh but um, pretty early to be honest, but we have a Sentai 2024 name drop. Uh, its name is Goofy. <laughs> it's called Baku Age. It Sentai really is. Boom which yeah, Boom Boomger. I I actually asked my wife to take a look. We at bring the in the boom. <laughs> um, I asked my wife to look at the kanji. Um, it. Bakuage pretty much is like, you know, like high energy or like, you know, shooting up like explosive energy. So this is very clearly going to be kind of a Dynaman type of Sentai. So you know, uh, am, am I hearing correctly that Zem and Zemma have crossed oh, into Sentai? Oh, no. And are making their no. squad. I was going to say, it's the crossover okay. nobody asked for. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. It's not a crossover. It's a continuation of RPM. <laughs> it's like a, in Super Sentai. <laughs> Look, it's a sequel to Beast Wars. Yeah, that is true. I, I'll be fine with it because, I mean, I'd like to see how it is. I'll give it a chance. Yeah, I'm, I'm down to see. I'm, I'm just curious about the name. The, na the name is just a little bit too Looney Tunes-ish for me. But Well, I mean, that's fine. It's not the worst name I've ever heard. It sounds like the name I mean, of a Flintstones Don character. Don Brothers doesn't sound goofy. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the name of a Flintstones character. First we got Bam Bam, and now we got Boom Boomger. <laughs> <laughs> How are they going to name the name the, the, the Rangers? Are they going to be like Boom Red? Red Boom. Boom. Red Barber. <laughs> it's like, oh no. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm honestly hoping... That somebody is called Boomer in the <laughs> That would be great. Their, their mentor. Let's <laughs> call them Boomer. Yes. yes, exactly. Their mentor has to name Boomer. Boom Boom. No, no, no. Call not boom, boom Boom. Boomer. I know, but his and name is Boom Boom. boom. Then, then we can have a scene where it's like Razor. Return to the command center immediately. Okay. Shut up, Boomer. Boomer <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if they choose, they choose to go a route of making this like another Car Ranger. That would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I'm okay with that. that. Yeah. 
I'm going to have to see how the... By the time that Sentai premieres, I'll probably have seen Dynaman, so I can kind of see how the first outing of an explosion-themed Sentai was, but yeah, uh, we'll see how that is. Um, but anyway, we've talked about... Uh, we just spent like 10 minutes uh, talking about uh, some separate matters. I just wanted to bring attention to both of those things, especially the Junior Ikeda thing. That is yeah. a very important thing yeah. to bring up. Um, so with that said, uh, let's jump into Osama Sentai King Oger. Uh, oh, can I bring some up real quick first before okay, we continue? Go ahead. So go apparently, ahead. um, what was it? Freaking Fortnite had did a like oh, recreation yeah, of the uh, shoe uh, kingdoms uh, like layer in a yeah. I, I promise yeah, you, I it's a real thing in. Yeah, I think I heard about that in Japan. Fortnite is having a King Oger crossover, yeah, collaboration oh, awesome. thing, and I heard that I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like the throne room of uh, of uh, <laughs> of the shoe uh, of the shoe kingdom. What was it? Not, yeah, no, it was yeah. Yeah, that was really was bizarre like, when I heard that. Yeah, no, I was just like, yeah. huh? It's like I didn't even know people in Japan played Fortnite, but <laughs> I mean, I was right bring it up because it is Coon King Oger, so I was like, yeah, just yeah. bring this up because it, it makes sense. Oh well, that's pretty cool actually, though. Yeah. But anyway, there was um. So before we jump into these episodes, brief things. So it has apparent. It was apparently announced. Now it's already in effect. Like it, there's probably like two episodes that have come out since then, but there's it wasn't cut out. I think. Okay. Yeah. It was announced that after episode 26, King Oger was going to have a time skip. So we're almost going to be entering kind of a completely different season almost. Like, I mean, some people are even saying that, like, the episodes that we're about to review could count as, like, an in-game arc for season one of King Oger, which, I mean, which is fine and... Uh, so that's actually kind of the big deal. And it honestly kind of makes a lot of the complaints that we've had with the story moving a little too fast. Yeah. Work perfectly. yeah. Makes so much sense. Cause yeah. Cause I was bringing that up last time. I was like, it feels like we're getting close to a finale here and we're only and halfway into the whole. season. Well, <laughs> it's because we hit the finale of the first arc. So, and I think, yeah. and I think that that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it it does now, completely null and void my complaint that I had last time. <laughs> <laughs> now, one question, and Nate's probably the best person to answer this. If I'm not mistaken, this is probably the first time we have this type of time skip and differentiation of seasons in this way within a season. I would, I mean, the the more that I thought about it. It like almost every Sentai, and I'm not, and obviously I don't know the ones between Tokyuger and this one, but a lot of the Sentais, especially in the modern era, they always have like that big mid-season climax where something mm -hmm. huge happens, and mm -hmm. and we've seen this with the Sentai that we've done, like uh, in uh, Gokaiger, it was the big crossover with the Hurricanes. Um, yeah, in Go Busters, there's an arc where they enter the sub-dimension or what I can't remember what it was called and they defeat the Messiah and that, and that's supposedly the end only for the next episode to reveal that it's not the end. And in yeah. Ghostbusters' case, that actually was kind of a big change because if you remember with Ghostbusters, yeah. they changed the theme song. I hate after. it. I hate yeah, it. but I mean, even with that, mm -hmm. I don't think there's a time skip of even like a few days with Ghostbusters. It was like the next day type of thing you know well yeah like we're talking like maybe a month at most past but yeah but in this battle. case we have two years passing at least yeah, so that's an this, that's an anime like trope that oh this is two a whole time skip. yeah yeah this is a completely different ball game. like to me this is like the equivalent of saying okay we've gone from naruto to naruto to Putin. yeah basically this is that's literally what it is like that, that's or, what i'm getting out of this is that we got or, or the obvious joke name that people have been saying, Super King Oger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Name. Or if we just call it Space Oger. <laughs> but I'm starting to see similarities between Cosmic Fury and this. I'm just like, what? Like, that, that's kind of well, weird. Well, I think, I think they're 
intentionally doing something like that. Oh, you think so too? I think so. Like, this is like but the I'll... equivalent of in like midway, like Mighty Morphin season one and Mighty Morphin season two are both considered the same season, but like midway through Mighty Morphin, they kill Rita and then like two years skip and then here comes Lord Zed. Yeah. That's kind of what Dino Charge did. It did. Yeah. 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 They kind of did do it. I mean, same thing with, I think, did Dino Fury do something similar? I don't remember how the transition happened. A time skip did happen, but it was only, I'd say, like, uh, around a, maybe a few months past. Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe because what's her name was pregnant during the end of the, the, the season, the series. Yeah. Santora. Yeah, she was pregnant by the end of the season. Void, void mom. Yeah, void queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> void mommy. <laughs> void mom. But anyway, uh, so time to jump in, and you know we'll probably give our uh, brief, like overall thoughts on a uh, not not just uh, the season thus far and what we can kind of consider a King Oger season one review, but also a little bit of something else that's coming. But we'll wait till the end of the podcast to uh, talk about that. So, um, want to give a brief recap of what happened the last time we took a look at King Oger. Um, so. Per the demands of Jeremy, Rackless entered peace negotiations with the Bugnarok, but then this led to the Bugnarok using Rackless to resurrect their general Digorg, and they actually took over Shugodum. Uh, This resulted in the six King Ogers. They unite together to form, formally form, uh, Osama Sentai King Oger, and they retake the kingdom, defeat the Bugnarok, and... Then Gira challenged Rackless to a trial by combat, and he defeated and killed Rackless, and now he is the new king of Shugodom. Uh, and we also had a the previous episode was basically just a clip show episode, basically. Um, so now we're going to move in to uh, episode 22, The Great Gathering of the Shoe Gods. Uh, it picks up where the previous one left off, uh, the King Oger's battle against Digorg. Uh, he eats the shoe soles of the three great shoe gods, so um, all the big ones, and that makes him grow bigger than King Oger. And uh, he defeats them, and then when and then Kaguraki reveals that he actually discovered that the lance—that's the thing that gives Gira the ability to transform into his uh, basically his battleizer mode. Um, I know it's not called a battleizer, but it's basically a battleizer. Um, it can also unlock a secret power of the Shugodom castle. And Suzume, his sister, reveals that it can transform into a giant robot, which, on a side note, a castle that can transform into a giant robot, that's just perfect with this fantasy setting. I absolutely love that. It's so um, great. Yeah. Um, and the... Uh, the other King Ogers are battling against this monster called the Shoe God Hunter, who disables all the other Shoe Gods. And unfortunately, the Lance does not work when Gira tries to use it. And uh, the Shoe Gods, with the encouragement of Yama, are able to, you know, come together and defeat the Shoe God Hunter. And the episode ends with Gira trying to use the Lance, and, but, you know, it doesn't work. But they have to hurry because eventually... Uh, Digorg will get even bigger and bigger, and that'll be bad news for uh, Shu Godum. Uh, what did we all uh, think about this episode? Anybody want to go first for episode 22? It felt very set up y. Yeah. Because this is, this is basically the start of the final arc of the first half. So it was, it just set up the eventual uh, new mech and everything. So. Pretty pretty yeah. basic, but it, it did its job. It did it did its job pretty well, I'd say. Like I have no complaints with the setup, and you know I don't want to knock points from an episode just because it isn't a setup. Because those type of episodes are very important as well. Yeah, it's kind of hard to judge episodes. Yeah, it, this 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 is one of those episodes where it's kind of hard to judge these episodes on their own because they're meant to be. <laughs> Yeah, storylines over the span of like four or five episodes. So yeah, yeah, like I'm not gonna give this a score because I don't think it's fair to give a score to this thing. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. I might, I yeah. might have to hold off on giving scores until the end. Yeah, I think um, this whole arc needs to be scored on its own. Merit, yeah. But. Uh, the one thing I'll say about this particular episode, though, is that I'm beyond glad that they didn't uh, shoehorn in the castle's transformation in this episode after setting it up. Because I've noticed that with a lot of some Sentais. Like, mm. I I haven't seen this episode of Mean Ninja yet, but I know that it's the case where one one whole episode, they go and meet this guy who then transforms into whatever that lion mech was called in the exact same episode with no prior episode set up, mm. I don't think. So... Well, think you're also talking about Nin there, which is probably not the best thing to be looking at. Yeah, right. that, was one of the, <laughs> no, that was one of the things that kind of annoyed me with... Because um, I, I did watch this far into GoGo 5 when Grandliner showed up. They introduced the trains and Grandliner all in one episode. Mm-hmm. And it felt a little bit rush i think lightspeed extent uh, uh, drew it out to two episodes and it, yeah it worked a lot better but yeah like especially with this my complaint earlier of the season is shoving uh, shoving in king oger immediately they i'm glad they gave this a little bit more setup made it feel more grandiose when it finally showed up yeah, yeah. definitely <clears throat> so uh since we're just going to score this whole thing by itself, I'm going to, uh, you know, just go over the basic plots for the next couple of episodes. So uh, we get episode 23, Shugodam's Moving Castle, where uh, there, where we find out from uh, the, where basically uh, Kafuki, who is Shugodam's uh, engineer, he reveals that uh, the mech, which is called King Takasis, Kabuto, it can't transform because it's so old and beyond repair. But then, thank. But then, of course, you know, Gira is able to get all the people of Shugodam to unite around him, and they um, successfully get all the gears that need to be replaced. And the, Yama gets his people of Inkosopa to help repair the castle, and then they um, they are able to transform it into King Kassus. Ka- Casas Kabuto, sorry, my tongue is tied when I say that. Uh, and they fight off Diagorg and they defeat the Bugnarok general. And but unfortunately, uh, Gira continues to play up this act as the evil king, which I thankfully he's going to stop that very soon. But I really hate that he keeps doing it here. Me too. <laughs> um, and the episode ends with Gira officially. Uh, so first of all, the Shoe Gods all get to restored because Diagorg was destroyed. And Agira gets officially crowned King of Shugodam. There's a huge ceremony. And then that moves us to episode 24, King of the In-Between versus King of the Abyss. So the episode begins with Shikyu dealing with a massive heat wave. And the, uh, and the main five King Ogres throw this big festival uniting all the kingdoms. Uh, during which... Actually, yeah, th- this is such a relieving thing. Uh, Gira snubs his two friends, Kogone and Boone, trying to play up the evil king act. And the king ogres say, dude, can you just stop with the evil king act? Like, you really don't have to do this anymore. And he stops and he starts hanging out with his friends. Thank God. Thank God they called him out on how annoying it is. Like, the show is aware of how bad that is at this point. Yeah. Well, I think it's just their personality trick that they're trying to relay to, you know, to the rest of the audience, but they also realize that this is not like a long-term thing because Gera's going from being this, basically a street rat um, to being the king. So he will have some character growth here to kind of necessitate and help him take on that new role. Like he can't just be this troll of a character while being the king of a country you know yeah, yeah. it's time to stop <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally gave him some character development too thank oh, you being it was great instead too. of just yeah, instead of just being no screw you brother now he's actually got some growing to do he's like oh i'm the leader now so <laughs> <laughs> i need to keep my act together <laughs> Well, that's awkward, right? Right. 
But anyway, so while this is happening, uh, Jeremy confronts Desnarak the Eighth. That's the leader of the Bugnarok, in case you people who are listening don't remember. Um, and he has actually sent a monster to the center of Shikyu to erupt lava. That's actually what's causing the heat wave. And it's part of his ultimate plan. And we actually get this big, uh, kind of a huge realization that Jeremy kind of realizes that he accidentally <clears throat> caused, where the Bugnarok hate humanity because the legend says that the Bugnarok attacked humans unprovoked, but there's no proof that the Bugnarok actually did that. And they want to destroy humanity to clear their name. And when Jeremy returns to shoot Godem and hears all the King Ogers talking about the Bugnarok, he realizes, oh man, this is how I wrote the Osama Sentai King Oger legend. This is why people see the Bugnarok like this. And keep in mind, Jeremy wants the Bugnarok and humanity to coexist. So this is a huge, like, boom thing in his and head. And he's half he's... Bugnarok himself. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like, you didn't see this coming? Like, yeah. <laughs> Apparently Jeremy not. Went, Oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> he it's was the like... only one to complain about it. Like, It's like when to say, oh, Quagmire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, look at this. The consequences of my own actions. <laughs> and so then the King Ogers, they defeat the monster in Shaku's core. Then they confront Desnarak himself. And, you know, he prepares to go inside the, uh, the core himself. Uh, and during which the King Ogers try to fight him off. But then when Jeremy has a chance to, like, finish him off, he actually hesitates because we find out that... Jeremy's full name is Jeremy E. Idmonarak Nebraziri. So he is a distant relative of Desnarak. Dum, dum, dum. Which is a pretty good twist. I'm not going to lie. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Meaning he could be king of the Bugnarok if he wanted to. Yep. That's true. So he refuses to fight. He pleads with Desnarak to stop because, you know, he blames himself for everything, which, I mean, yeah, that's really good character development for Jeremy here, by the yeah, way. Yeah, um, definitely. But Desnarak refuses um, and plunges into the core, vowing that he'll destroy the world. That leaves us with uh, episode 25, War of the Kings and the People, where... Uh, that where Yanma suggests that the only way to stop Desnarak is to unite all 20 shoe gods. But in order to do that, um, well, they can only do that because it'll only together they'll have enough power to withstand the heat. But in order to do that, they need to have shoe god, a pilot for every shoe god. So that means they need to have like 20 people piloted together. So Jeremy sulks over how he created the conflict but then garo jim who's his like bugnarok assistant basically uh he tells him that if he wants to be a king he must accept the burden of other people's lives so jeremy takes on garo jim as his retainer and he will be the first citizen of this in-between world when you know for the bugnarok when he become if he becomes king so they spend the rest of the episode recruiting all of these uh you know, new pilots. Uh, Jeremy, of course, gets Garajim. Uh, Yama uh, gets his assistant, uh, Shiokara, and his three top engineers. Uh, Himeno gets her butler, Sebastian, a nurse, Elegance, and the Dr. Cleo. Kaguraki gets Suzume and his, uh, and his Kuroki, uh, Kuroda. Rita gets Morafina. And then Gira gets all of his friends. So Doga, Kafuki, Boone and uh, Kogane, and they have all 20 pilots, and they combine all the shoe gods to form God King Oger, which awesome name for a final mech. I absolutely love that. I um, will say one thing here. I'm very happy that when they brought these 14 new people in, we didn't get 14 new King Oger costumes to go with it. Oh, thank God. Yeah, thank God we need that. Because <laughs> if, if we got that many people at one time, I'd be like, nope, done. Never again. No. 
So they form God King Oger. They pull Desnarak out of the core. And then the episode ends with uh, the six King Ogers, you know, confronting him, preparing to finish him off for good. And that brings us to our very last episode of this batch, Birth of a New Country, where after they fight off the Bugnarok forces, uh, Jeremy confronts Desnarak on the future of the Bugnarok after he clears their name. And when he doesn't have a clear answer, Jeremy challenges him for the throne, and he actually gives him his Kumono Slayer until the time to battle. And Jeremy says that once he becomes king of the Bugnarok, he wants it to be recognized as an official kingdom in Shikyu if he wins. So he has to, you know, um, he has to like establish what the people will look like and what the kingdom will look like per Rita's request. Uh, Jimeno actually discovers that uh, human DNA is very similar to Bugnarok DNA, which is, I, I don't, th this is kind of a weird part where it gets explained, but. Um, Jeremy actually reveals that the Bugnarok have been eating shoe gods, which are turning them into what they are today. And Desnarak became king after he survived a bloody contest where all the Bugnarok were basically just eating each other, which is insane, but that's how it works. Um, so Desnarak is nearing death because he's been eating all these shoe gods. So he has to defeat Desnarak in order to become king because that's the only way to decide the king of the Bugnarok. So after Rita confirms his quest, Jeremy has his big fight with Desnarak. He defeats him. Um, he initially opts to kill Desnarak, but Girad convinces him that they should bring an end to the hatred between the uh, Bugnarok and um, humanity. But then uh, Kame Jim, who... Uh, the guy who Anthony is still doing a victory lap over because he was part he was part of a Rackless's inner circle. Uh, he arrives and he kills Desnarak because it's revealed that he is the one who's kind of been behind this whole thing between the hatred of the Bugnarok and humanity. So <clears throat> Desnarak dies. The King Ogers all come together for God King Oger and they defeat Kame Jim. Jeremy gets formally recognized as the new king of what he calls the Rift Kingdom, Bugnarok. Uh, he makes an announcement, and the episode ends with Jeremy and Garajim basically arriving in their new kingdom. And they, you know, they're looking forward to this new future. But then Jeremy's narration, because if you remember correctly, Jeremy has been Jeremy's actor has also been the narrator at the beginning of every episode. He reveals that unfortunately. We have a new crisis on the horizon for SKU. And that is how season one, and that is how what is basically season one of King Oger ends. And how we get Osama Sentai, King Oger, in space. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's how you do every sequel. You just put it in space. Right. <laughs> it works <Yeah>. every time. <laughs> every time. It worked a lot in Power Rangers when they took Power Rangers Turbo and put it into space. There you go. I mean, it saved the franchise. It yeah. did. It did. So they did something right. You have to give them credit yeah. for that. And then I'm just remembering that one joke that someone made where in space was actually called Power Rangers Super Turbo, and I hate them for that. <laughs> no. who did that? I don't remember who it was who did that, but I was like, I hate you. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. That guy's on my list. That's hilarious that. though, but I hated that. Okay, Patrick, <laughs> if we're gonna do that, then Zeo is super mighty morphin. Super mighty oh, morphin. Now, there's and a tongue twister for you. Turbo is Ultra Zeo. <laughs> Ultra Zeo. <laughs> and then, and then in space, we'll become Supercharged Turbo. Supercharged. You're making it worse. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I was going to make it better. I'm just saying, here's what you're going to understand. So, what do you think of this little uh, in game art, guys? Like, anybody want to go first? Um, I have two uh, notes that I want to use uh, to start off with first. Uh, the okay. first thing is, I remember it was the episode where 
um, uh, hi, um, Himeno and Yanma's kingdoms uh, worked together to heal the was it the Shu gods or something yep. after they were poisoned? Yep. And I said that this looks like it was setting the foundation for the kingdoms to become a little bit more unified. And I in episode twenty five is episode where it kind of it came together finally. Yeah, where it felt like they weren't just five separate kingdoms they were actually you know humanity together and i, I really appreciate that because that build up from like 10 episodes ago to that moment where they were all piloting guide king Oger was great um and riz and i were actually talking about this beforehand but i think this is the first real blunder that king Oger has kami jim's re revelation of being the mastermind behind everything cool Nice little twist. What did he do? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, I'm the one behind all this. I'm the one that caused the chaos. Go on. Gun. That's yeah, it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was the guy who did the, the, the theory of the gods thing, but I'm like, but you didn't say it verbally, and why didn't he no, have a reaction to that? There, yeah. there was, there's a whole story behind that one little throwaway line. And they did nothing to expand on it. And I feel like that yeah. would have helped. It would have. So like, much. I know. If they had made one more episode for this arc to cover yeah. everything, that could have been great. But yeah. they didn't. And honestly, like, to me, everything after God King Odzer, like God, like the mech, it feels a little disjointed and rust. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Like, I don't know. I watched the first four episodes prior to 26 at one go. And then I watched 26 mm -hmm. a week later. And I thought at first, maybe it's just because I watched it later that I feel like it's not fitting with the rest of it. But having y'all confirmed that I'm not crazy, it's been kind of helpful. Yeah, it really yeah. does feel like that they had more, uh, more planned, but time constraints. Yeah. Maybe so yeah. they cut some stuff, but like, yeah, and like you said, you just needed one more episode, and it just yeah, like that's one all we needed. So, one more episode before they did the time skip, I think would have helped a lot, yeah. But, but like I said, I think that's the first real blunder this season has done so far, which is actually kind of impressive. 26 episodes in, you only have one real issue. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah, and even That's then, it's a blunder with good. the villains, which I mean, we were already kind of, we already kind of had a consensus that the Bug Barack were really that Rackless was the most interesting villain out of all this. These people. Well, I, mean, so they, it's not I mean, this moment could have rectified. This moment could have rectified that. It should have, because Kami Jim, that little twist had him set up to have like an interesting dynamic with the story, and <clears throat> it probably would have made. Desnarok's death have a little bit more impact too because it seemed like he was completely oblivious to everything. So, like I, I don't know, it it need it needed to be explained because it could have saved yeah. the, the Bugnarok a little bit. Yeah, because right now, like you know, seeing everything happen with Jeremy getting the kingdom and all that, it it doesn't feel very impactful to me yeah because we don't really know the bugnarok all that well you know unless these new villains are like ancestors of the bugnarok which i think is entirely possible i think that's and what's gonna they, end up happening and they ex start expanding on them more and more in the second half of the season yeah which i hope that's the case yeah because they call this um Episode 27 is called The Space Bug King Arrive. Yeah. Well, as long as they're not like the last space bugs that I remember from Sentai, they should be good. And for those of you who are wondering, I'm talking about the War Star from Ghostsager. Oh, oh God. Uh, we don't talk about them. I'm pretty sure they were called the War Star also in Megaforce. They were. They both they were. in Megaforce. They were literally the same name. Okay. And they're both lame villains, so... Yeah, um, it, 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 it takes out. But what um, I think 
you know, even though the Bugnarockable, like, I think they, even though they kind of petered out, just felt, they fell just short of making the Bugnarock interesting <clears throat> villains. I, I do think what really, what I love about this arc is what they do with Jeremy's character, like this big revelation that the Bugnarock are only hated because of how he's written it. Like, that, mm-hmm. that was actually really huge. Like, I feel like, I mean, not all, I mean, the King Ogers, like, he probably had the most character growth in this uh, big he, arc. He but I feel like the yeah. character writing for this arc, at least for the King Ogers, was pretty good. Like, the King mm-hmm. Ogers are all, like, I mean, this writer, when he's able to write good Sentai characters, is actually doing pretty good. Even if the Bugnarok, he kind of petered at, he kind of fell just a little short at making them really good. Yeah. I think it helps during this arc where they're actually working as a team for once. And their personalities play off each other really well. So... <clears throat> but yeah, J- Jeremy is solidifying himself as the best Six Ranger in Sentai. Like, Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I don't... And that's a lot coming from Yeah, and I don't think that there's even like a, a close second place at the moment. So, Patrick, like, I, we all know how much you love Bri. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would probably say from an like from my bias, I I say Boken Silver just because I have bias toward him. But if I, but if I take out my personal bias, yeah, I mean, I do have to say that Spider Kumonos might actually be the best, and I still have to see. Um, some of the other six rangers um, for everything between Tokyo in this, but and maybe I would probably say that Time Fire is good, also just from a personal bias. But if I look at things from an objective standpoint with no bias, I honestly don't think that there's any six ranger that can hold a candle to Spider. Well, we'll get from we'll get familiar with Time Fire relatively soon, so we can make a more yeah. accurate judgment on that. When we get yeah. to so they're more than just you giving a set of assessment at that point. Yeah. But then we can kind of. I mean, really... if I, had... I mean, if he's yeah, anything so I... like Quantum Ranger, then he's got a pretty high expectations for the guy. I mean, well... told, even though I would probably, I would personally put Vulcan Silver in the S tier. If I'm being like unbiased, he's probably in A tier. But from an unbiased standpoint, Spider Kimono said, Jeremy, he is an S tier six range mm-hmm. yeah. thus far. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah. Um but what what before we kind of just talk about you know the characters and the villains briefly, uh what do we want to give this in-game arc out of 10? So before we get to that, I do want to highlight in a different way from what I said earlier, how much I enjoyed the God King Odes their unity, bringing all these characters together to have their mm-hmm. moment in the spotlight. Because we've been seeing characters like Sebastian and I think his name was Boom. Yeah, Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've been seeing them all season as like a minor character. So to see them become important to the story and make a difference in how things are happening, I think yeah. that's pretty awesome. It shows unity between all the kingdoms and it gives all these... Uh, side characters who we've been getting loosely familiar with a chance to shine like yeah, deservingly so and that's amazing to me yeah because yeah, i don't think i've seen another sentai do that quite like this no, no. this sentai doing a lot of firsts in my opinion and doing them well yeah except the villains i mean i don't think the bugner rock are terrible i just think they're being no, a they're not. mishandled well, the Bugnarok just aren't being given the screen time to make an impact on us. Like, which, oh, I really... Which, which really stinks because there's some good stuff there if they chose to expand on it. Yeah. So... Yeah, that... I mean, of the Sentais that we've taken a look at, like, I guess they would technically have to be number two because there's something there which makes them better than the Ghetto Shoe, but... Are they like the are they on the level of the Virum? Absolutely. No. <laughs> no. There's not gonna be very many villain groups on on the level of them. Watch we no. maybe the third best, because I know we didn't like Geki Ranger, but Rio and Melee still deserve to be called great villains. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Rio and Melee are like anti hero characters to me, more than like villain. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, um, they're, they're, there's like they're a gray area. Yeah. 
But what would we give this little in-game arc uh, out of 10? I'd probably put this at a 9. Loses some points for the mm. villain handling. Yeah, I'd probably go... I maybe give it an 8. Just because I think... Like like we were talking about, the pacing was a little bit off. And how they fumbled the Bugnarok explanation at the end kind of annoyed me a little bit. But overall, it's it, just it's it's more of what's been making King Oger so good up to this point. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give mine a score of 8.5 uh, 8. out of 10. Because uh, it's... Like you said, it's just it, it, it hit all the right goals, but like it said, it just rushed through the last bit of it, and I yeah. wanted to know more about what Kamijin, you know, what he do, what did he do? Like, what, what was like, what did he, what, what was his like? I wanted to see step one to step ten to hundred. You know what I'm saying? I just want to see all that. I mean, yeah. I I think this will be revisited because I did see the new intro animation and everything, and. I think he's in the intro when they did a brief group shot of the new villains. Okay. So I I think he might still be alive, but don't quote me on that. And hey, I welcome that. Yeah, like yeah. if they explain that more than this could, if they explain yeah. that more than this art could like literally be up to a ten. Yeah, like, like if, if they like, go back in yeah. hindsight and explain everything more than yeah. It'll benefit this arc a little bit more. And I'm probably going to give it a 9-2 just because I, I recognize Patrick's little uh, grievance, and I think that's a fair one. I'm going to – I'm actually going to change my score to an 8.5 after remembering the pacing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, no, now, we don't really have to go into, like, detail with, like – I mean – We've kind of already talked about how, you know, the story has been great and like, you know, and technically, even though we're calling this an in-game arc, I mean, this Sentai isn't over. We're still going to be no. seeing these characters for half another set. Oh. We're only at the halfway mark. Yeah. That yeah. was just the end of the first arc. So, But but what I really just want to say is that, like, I, I've i always loved Sentais who have, like, a big mid-season climax but this brings mid-season climax to a completely different meaning where they're ending one story and then they're going to do a time skip to like start a completely different story. Like, and, I absolutely love that. And that's what I was trying to get at earlier is I think this is the first Sentai to do what you just said. Mm -hmm. I don't I think mean, any... I don't think any plots done that in the last 47 Sentai. Or I mean, this is like the equivalent of Gokaiger. Instead of doing that big... Uh, that big hurricane team up thing, the it ends with them getting all of the remaining grand powers. They defeat the Zanyak, and then they have to go, but then they have to go looking for the greatest treasure in the universe with the grand powers. And then they skip ahead like two years where they're still looking for the treasure. Basically, can we right? can we get yeah. that as a season, please? <laughs> can I be season fifty? That would be cool. Knowing how they like to milk the Gokaiser, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to do Dude, something. Dude, like if we that. get Gokaiser season two for uh, season fifty, I'll be okay with that. Yeah. Uh, what will be there kicking and screaming the entire time? Do I think? Uh, we've kind of already talked about the villains. I mean, I think the Bugnarok kept become a little bit better with this story arc, not by too much, but there. Hopefully, this new arc will probably try probably like up them a bit more they're they're uh -huh. moving in the right direction they're they're but they're not mm -hmm. quite there yet um but what do we want to say for our updated uh, character rankings of the six king ogers uh i per i can't remember the one the ones that i gave in kate but in case anybody else remembers theirs uh you guys can go go ahead and I just give your rankings i don't know if mine has necessarily changed. I, I'm kind of putting Jimeno and Jeremy kind of like as 1A and 1B. I can't really decide which one I like more. Um, I'd probably put Yanma after that, then Rita, then Gira, and then I still have Kaguraki at the bottom. Poor yeah. Kaguraki. I honestly forgot that he's in the show sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just it's not a bad character. He's the most underutilized. And I mean, he gets some more utility at the, towards the end of the season with yeah. his sister's story kind of coming out to play more, but 
No, yeah, yeah definitely. It's an issue. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm in your boat, Patrick, but I can definitively say Jimeno is number one to me. Jeremy's number two. Uh, I mean, there's no wrong answer there. So no. <laughs> followed, followed by Yanma, Rita, then Kagaraki, I think. Or maybe maybe I'll do Rita over Yanma. I don't know. It's the only thing I know for certain is him at the top, Kagaraki at the bottom, and the others are in the middle somewhere. And what about you, Anthony? Uh, let's see. Hmm. Of course, I'm going to put Yamas first, obviously. Um, Jimeno, Rita, Jeremy. And I'm, I'm putting Jeremy fourth, not because I think he's a bad character. I just like those guys just as much as I like him. Um, okay, Octopus Breath. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a difficult ranking to do because they're most of them are great characters. Yeah. So it's not a matter yeah. of saying Which, one is bad. If just yeah. and, even, <laughs> and even the lowest tier one that we have, we all like him. Yeah. Yeah, and Cockroach is my last because he's, he's just the least best written. <laughs> yeah. Like, there you go. That that's fair. This isn't like a Z Ranger where we literally had trouble deciding who was the better character because they all sucked. Yeah. And for the yeah. longest time, I was saying... It's like, you know, it's like, rank these characters and you're just looking at six trash bags. <laughs> like, well, I'm looking at them what like... What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> I'm looking at like, okay, Barai, then Ghosty, then the other four idiots. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but uh, for me, I would... I'm gonna put Jeremy at the top, just especially with this arc. I just I with this. Uh, I'm actually gonna be a little different here. I'm still gonna put Rita at number two, just because I think she's a great character. I after that I would do Himeno because she's still amazing. And I don't know. I think Himeno and Rita are like a razor, the length like the length of a razor apart. I just think that Rita is just slightly better. Uh, after Himeno, I would put Yama, then Gira, and okay, Kagaraki. I've defend. I've had. I've not put you at the bottom in the past, but I'm sorry, dude. You, you're gonna have to get a little bit better. I have to put you last. Sorry, Kagaraki, but uh, no. But yeah. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're all. I think they're all still amazing characters. <laughs> uh, do we have anything else that we want to say uh, before? we kind of prepare to move into this new story with King Oger. Hope it doesn't miss a beat because they, they had a, they had really good stuff going on this first arc, but now we're kind of hitting a bit of a reboot. Let's hope yeah. that they can, they don't lose any, uh, don't lose any steps in this because sometimes yeah. it, it could be a little bit tricky kind of starting over again. So, well, I'm hoping it does the content, continuation without having to reboot anything. Yeah, I'm hoping that it's more of, like, what they finished came back, like, several years later. And yeah. Instead of but it just can... being, like, a hard reset on some stuff. Yeah. Like... But if they can keep keep these characters the way they're going, then, I mean, oh, they, yeah. can't, they can't yeah. really miss. I think it's just the villains that just need some work, because, like we said, Death and Rock was not really compelling villain and should they try to make him compelling at the end towards the end but it still is like where was that earlier yeah yeah and there there's there's a couple of like other questions i have uh going into the second arc one is what is curie red's role gonna be in all this because he has been confirmed to be returning to what extent not entirely sure and he brought the space bugs <laughs> oh, what if what if what if he is had to make it about himself again, didn't he? No. <laughs> what if it's like an Isekai type of thing where he just gets transported into this realm for like some strange reason? Yeah, because that's what gonna, I'm curious about because it's probably just gonna be a play on oh, I found that there were kings here. <laughs> I'm a king too, and then he dabs for some reason. <laughs> okay, you know what? You know what's funny? <laughs> I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna let Nate talk because I know we cut Nate off, but yeah. I do wanna say if you guys go back to our King Ozer announcement podcast that we did last year or 
Maybe it was this year. I don't know when it no, happened. It, it was last year. It was last year. Um, the cover art I designed for that was King's head on top of Jason doing the Zeo gold morph. Because <laughs> you did, you did, you remember did the, gold, the gold Zeo Ranger's yeah. name is King Ranger. Yeah, King Ranger. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I made a play on King being in there, and now look yeah. at it. A year later, I'm correct. Yeah, here he is. Uh, and the other thing is, let's be real. Rackless is going to come back. Yeah. How and how and what is he going to look like? Yeah, he's he finally been come gone back? for two years. It was like, yeah, he's not bomb. Yeah, he's not. I know he's not dead, but he's going to look like a bomb because I would yeah, love like, to see like a bomb Rackless. Yeah, like that. How does he come back? What does he look like? What role does he play? <clears throat> Because honestly, I think it would be kind of stupid if we just don't see him again. Like, he actually did. It'd be kind of crappy. It yeah. would be a little bit of a wasted villain at that point. So I ended up... Still... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm just wondering how they're going to bring him in. Because remember, King Odra takes place on a different planet. Well, That's why I say he's guy. <laughs> yeah. Or he can well, ride him. Well, takes place in the main Sentai universe. It could. Because remember... The, this planet they're on is a is it, another planet. Yeah, yeah, it's not like, Earth. They confirm Marvelous that. could fly in with the Gokai Gallon any minute he wants. Okay. Well, they the Kyoryuji do have a spaceship in um. Yeah, Plezuon. Plezuon. Yeah, Plezuon. Yeah, yeah. Plezuon oh. is a spaceship. Dude, that'd be badass. Yeah, the equivalent so, of the Plesiosword, I think. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kyoryu Violet's Mecha. Yeah, that thing does function as a spaceship. So Dude, yeah. I forgot about that. It, originally, he, it he was the regular have access to space travel. To space so. yeah. yeah, so I mean, yeah, but That's a good point. But I mean, the big thing is that I mean, King Oger they finished their first half off really great, and we hope that they keep up the momentum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like please let this guy be a writer on par with like Yasuko Kobayashi and then bring yeah, him back so that he can keep mm -hmm. writing good Sentai so that we could have someone to challenge Yasuko Kobayashi yeah. for the GOAT Sentai writer yeah. title. See, see Nate you're projecting here because we haven't determined a GOAT yet. <laughs> okay. Yasuko Kobayashi is the GOAT. I don't care what anybody else says. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Wrote, wrote my favorite season so I have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I'm. I mean, okay, we're gonna have that. We're gonna have that, like, uh, <laughs> podcast at some point. So I'm not gonna go with a bunch of detail there, but I have a feeling that she's gonna win, and it's not even gonna be a contest. <laughs> uh, but any anybody want to give their closing thoughts before we wrap up here, guys? I'm ready to go in space. <laughs> Need yeah. uh, so, really, portal so, to space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just this note: I have actually watched the uh, like mini reckless uh, special that aired like what a few months ago. Yeah, he's still trash. I'm glad he's. I'm like not king anymore because he was he, the, this, like you know when you do watch some specials like oh like we're gonna see how he how he became who he is. No, he was just he was just always a dick. Like this, there's no. I'm glad, I'm glad you got killed. Because, <laughs> like, because, like, okay, I'm gonna give you like a like a brief small spoil. I don't want to like spoil too too much, but there, but it got it. The main focus of that story was about the whole thing with uh, him using the um, the mechanism for the new mech that came out. Uh, of course, the caucus. I forgot it's called uh, the. The, yeah, the, 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 the calzone kabuto yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> the calzone. So about that and one of his um i guess engineers was gonna be like oh well like i'm finished I'm, we're finished with the modifications and he's like great i can kill you now because i don't want my secrets to get caught out i'm just like what is there any other reason you want to kill this person? He, she's just like, nah, I just, I just don't want my secrets to get out. <laughs> so yeah, he's trash. So yeah. <laughs> oh, and even the even like even the, the 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 narration was like, 
this was the start of the most evilest, or like I guess my, the translation for me is an evilest king uh, to take over the kingdom, or something like that. I was like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> But yeah, we are about to approach the uh, second half of uh, King Oger. What set controls to outer space? <laughs> just like the, <laughs> just like the uh, beginning of the theme song of the best Power Ranger season of all time. Yep, uh, you know it. But anyway, uh, with that said, uh, we thank you guys so much for taking the time to check out this podcast. Um, we're going to be uh, doing quite a bit for you guys. We're going to be looking at more King Oger stuff, of course, until the very end. Uh, Riz, Anthony, and I are going to be taking a look at the Power Rangers audio drama, at least the first two seasons, and then all four of us will be uniting for our next big current Sentai podcast, Mirai Sentai Time Ranger. I am really looking forward to this, especially because I've been debating in my head whether I think that's better or Time Force is better, and now these three guys are going to be able to help me figure that out. This has been one of my most anticipated Sentais to watch, so I'm I'm antsy. Yeah, and we are about to get started on that. Uh, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, uh, you can leave a comment down below just, you know, with your thoughts on King Oger, maybe any Sentai or other Toku content you want us to take a look at, and we will take your comments into account. If you're listening to us on Spotify or iTunes, first of all, love you guys. Second of all, you guys can uh, reach out to us on AnimeSecrets.org to give us any commentary or, you know, stuff that you might be interested in. You can contact us through that so that's about it we will see you guys next time uh we once again thank you guys for taking the time to listen to us and we will see you guys next time on the next podcast that gets posted whether it's the audio drama the time ranger video or the king oger video but until that time you guys stay safe we love you and may the power protect you